Hey everybody, it's Chris. Welcome back to episode 3, part 2 of our Dragonlance playthrough. Hope you enjoy. So at, on our travels through, uh, through the city, did I notice any like tattoo parlors or, you know, a Sure. Some type of mark. Okay. Very good. I mean, these are a small village, right. so yeah. you're probably not going to have, you know, the greatest, but I'm sure you could find right. somebody who can do the basics. Okay. Okay. You have about an you know, hour or so before you actually have to head up that way. Okay. I'm going to, at some point in time, talk to Dutch and okay. kind of sketch. Go ahead. The, the Sketch the shield. On a, a piece of, well, something, piece of bark. He says, I'm in, in remembrance of Isbin. Uh, I, I'm going to hopefully leave here with a, a tattoo of his shield on my, well, on my arm or on my chest. Maybe even where you healed me to remind me not to give up. All right. So where did you guys stay last night? Oh, here, here at the keep. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, was... uh, it seems Oliver, uh, you know, he has a, a easy access for us to be able to find lodging. As long as there's some of our people. All right. Well, very good. Very good. Um, I was, well, I was uh, in the forest. Actually, I was I was there quite long, longer than I... I, I had imagined. Um, uh, I walked into the city really early this morning. Oh, you slept out in the woods? I must have, because I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I went in, and you know, I I separated from you guys. Went to the woods. I, you know, I kind of told you my experience there, and I walked out, and it was morning. I found a, a local artist, and they are putting the, the feather and forging hammer on my shield. So I, I hope they are done by now. Well, maybe we can pick it up on our way to the, the battlefield. Yes. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Sounds good. All right. You guys head up towards the reenactment to the Battle of High Hill. You get up there and you're instructed and told where you're going to be, what your role is in defending the, the hill. Uh, they tell you you're going to line up with the militia. You're going to march up in a parade past all the spectators. Then you'll take your positions on the hill. Uh, they tell you that somebody will be assigned to help guide you as you're actually there somebody from the militia all right easy enough and then you guys line up and the parade starts you guys are passing through the woods and fields uh Folgers parade of militia members and reenactment spectators you all finally reach the top of high hill uh, the high hill is, is a grassy slope it's spotted with trees and a crumbling stone fencing uh, near the 
base of High Hill, you see dozens of soldiers, all in matching armor of the Ironclad Regiment, which is a real striking contrast between the militia, who all have mismatched armor and crooked helmets. Uh, but none of this seems to be dampening the spirits of those that are assembled for the King Fisher's festival's climactic reenactment. Once the parade uh, ends, you see Mayor Raven walks out, meets Cudgel in the middle of the field. They seem to be talking, uh, very friendly, very happy conversation. As you guys are lining up in your position, you, you hear a, a voice, a very familiar voice. Oh, I'm excited. And you guys turn around and there's Derek. I, uh, I got assigned to you guys. So I, I'm going to kind of guide you guys through this. So here are your wooden weapons. Um, please put down any real weapons. Um, don't worry, they'll be safe here. Um, there are people who are asked to watch your gear. Um, and then, and then we'll, we'll go down and, you know, do your best to slay our enemies, but not actually hurt them. Right. Points at you, Hal. Remember, no hurting people. Okay. What's rule number one? Have fun. Rule number two. I took care of that on the way over. Rule three? No. No killing anyone? Yes. And I will not kill anyone. I promise to not kill anyone. Excellent. So, um, our job is... I definitely keep my dagger. Are you going to try to hide it? Definitely keeping that. Uh, sure. Slide a hand. Okay, that's... Should be one of your specialties, I would think. Yep. It is. Right. 21. So it's pretty well hidden. <laughs> Gotta stay strapped. Perfect. Uh, everybody else has you know, wooden spears or wooden swords. And uh, Derek is kind of almost bouncing in place as he's waiting. He's like, uh, yep, we just kind of run down to that area. And then the bad guys, as he does air quotes, they're going to come forward and then we get to actually, you know, not really kill them, but pretend we're killing them. And then we get to win because, you know, Okay. The real battle of High Hill, we won. Oh. They lost. So right. We okay. get to be the winners today. Do Great. any of us looking forward fake death? Uh, if one of you wants to, you can. Just uh, you know, if you do, you have to really play it up. Okay. You know, make it very Well, that was one of the things that the captain had said for me to do since I'm carrying Ispen shield is that he always did a very traumatic death. Okay. So I, I need to know who or where I'm supposed to, you know, die to. Okay. Uh, when we engage with the enemies, um, just uh, I declare that uh, you are the most vicious warrior and you challenge them and then you 
charge by yourself forward and that tells the other team that you are, you know, to not make it through this part of the battle. Okay. I can do that. Which we know is, is not real because you, you'd make it through this battle, right? We'll see how well that goes. Okay. I'm just saying if this wasn't a reenactment, it was a real battle, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you'd make it. I'm sure you'd make it. After a, a lot of laughter uh, from the mayor and cudgel, you see uh, they, they walk up to their vantage points as they get ready to watch. Uh, as they do, uh, the militia starts taking up positions, and you guys, uh, atop the high hill. Uh, this is the same hill that the Salamnic troops held centuries ago. Uh, you guys are facing the mercenaries of the Ironclad Regiment. Uh, it, it ranged to reenact as the forces of Istar. You guys feel a, a real tinge of excitement. It feels the field. Uh, somewhere on the line, you hear somebody hoot and yell, you know, let's send those Istarian rats running. And there's a cheer from your side. Uh, a moment later, uh, a trumpet blasts signals uh, the start of the battle. Uh, Fort Istar, yells the mercenary leader, uh, which you notice is a tall half-ogre uh, who is among uh, several mounted soldiers. Uh, the mock Istarian troops charge up the hill, assaulting the hill. Uh, around you guys, the rest of the militia charges down the field to meet them. What are you guys doing? So as we're preparing to charge, I'm going to cast the spell Sanctuary on myself. Okay. For those of you that aren't familiar with what Sanctuary does, uh, any opponent, any creature that wants to make an attack against me using a spell or weapon, uh, the creature must make a, a wisdom saving throw to attack me. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. Okay, it's- fair enough. All right. So you guys, you guys charge with the militia heading down the field. Go with them. Charge with the awesome. militia. Uh, everybody make a, everybody make a quick perception check. Nine. Twenty-four. Twenty-one. Natural one. All right. Hal, you see the grass beneath your feet as you charge. <laughs> uh, it says here. Uh, oh. I love this. Right in the, the description says, the character who rolled the highest. So, uh, Goran, as you're charging, you notice just as the groups are about to meet, you see sun glinting off some of the spears of the ironclad regiment. More important, you notice the half-ogre leader gesturing with a steel axe. Okay. I'm going to yell that out. Uh, They're wielding steel. Watch out for the half-ogre and uh, the mounted soldiers. 
excellent. You unfortunately are just too late to stop the actual okay. clash. So the unexpected right. sound of metal clashing on the ragtag armor of the militia. You hear it ringing across the field. Uh, the silencing laughter and melodramatic boasts as a ribbon of red splashes over the grassy hill, followed by several shocked screams. Uh, any pretense of a reenactment are now shattered. High Hill is now the site of a true battle once more. Within moments all around you, armored mercenaries attack uh, any unprepared villager fighting for their lives. Oh, awesome. You guys have four mercenaries who are mounted on war horses heading straight at you. It's time for initiative. Okay. All right. And we have yeah. blunted weapons. Yes. Some of us. <laughs> All right. So tell me what you guys got. Got a 19. Okay. Gorn got a 5. Speedy Gorn. I got a 14. Dutch got a 17. And for keeping it easy for myself, I'm going to have all four of them go together. All right, Hal, you rolled a 19. You go first. What would okay. you like to do? How, how close are they to to us? Like, what's the range? Uh, 30 feet. 30 feet? Okay. Um, if I look around... Well, I rolled a nat 1 so for my perception, so I probably wouldn't have very great battlefield awareness other than these four guys, correct? Correct. Okay. All right. You've definitely heard the screams of terror that have now erupted on the field. Mm-hmm. I am going to say, what the actual, and then <laughs> a loud horse whinny, or somebody screams, and then I reach behind my back and I pull out my dagger... I say, boy, oh boy, am I glad I brought this, and I'm going to use my 30 feet of movement to kind of, like, rush up to one of the the dudes, Okay. and I am going to, I'm going to try and, you know, like in Lord of the Rings where Legolas grabs the reins of the horse and, like, flips up, he's going to try and, like, do that, jump up and, like, stab the guy with his dagger. All right. Like that would be um, pretty tough to do. Yeah. So, yes, it would. Sounds like you should probably roll with disadvantage. Okay. Attack at disadvantage. Um, fourteen. You need a sixteen. You need a sixteen. Okay. Yep. For those who are listening, I always tell players the AC because it's easier for me to tell you what your target number is. And. Mhm. All right. Uh, after that, we have Dutch. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Um. I would like to bonus action, use my bonus action mm -hmm. to dodge. All right. Perfect. Just remind me of that when the time comes. Yep. Okay, since I had previously declared that I was going to cast Sanctuary on myself, mm -hmm. I'm going to move forward and slightly away from everyone mm -hmm. so that I can try and draw them to the four mounted towards mm -hmm. me 
I only want to give them option of a single target. Okay. So, so with that, I will, I will move and I will verbally taunt them. Uh, who would disgrace this? What is this corruption of our festivities? All right. Fantastic. Uh, let's see. Sounds like almost an intimidation check. Maybe not intimidation. What skill would you roll to try to get people to attack you? Because you're not trying to intimidate them. The persuasion? Yeah, we'll go with okay. that. I can buy that. Yeah. Oh, net one. So that's only a six. But I basically... All right. All right. Perfect. All right. Uh, Ulrich, you're up next. You can use your uh, padded weapons if you want to s flip them around, use them like quarterstaffs. Or you can turn around and beat feet back up the hill if you want to go get your weapons. It would only take you one turn to beat feet up there to get your weapons. Hal, I didn't mention that because you already had a dagger, so... That's all right. Next turn. And I honestly didn't think of it when Dutch went, so... I'll do a retreating movement that way, then. Okay. And then, um... But even high water, all of them, nobody's got any real weapons, right? Correct. The militia does not... They all had padded weapons. As a real quick statement, look at high water. Go get my weapons. Okay. And I'm going to go stand in front of the militia people and attack somebody that's attacking them with apparently a okay. quarterstaff. <laughs> All right. So we'll just say that the one that was charging towards you, you can meet him head on. I'm just basically oh, trying to stop hit. them from going after somebody else, in other words. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, natural 20. Nice. So quarterstaff is a d6 damage. And natural 20 is a critical hit, which is a quarterstaff. Is that, is that normally double the damage? I'm trying to look up. Depends on how you want to play it. There's right. double the dice or roll two dice. Um, That's a great question. We never discussed that during session zero. I'll take a drink real quick. Nope. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so like you can double the dice, you can double the damage. Um, a lot of people, something that's been really popular with groups that I've played with, you only roll your one dice, but you also mm -hmm. add a maximum, like one maximum die. Correct. So like on a d6, you would just automatically roll a six, and then you'd roll mm -hmm. your extra die, and then add your your like your strength or your dex. Um, I'm good however we want to do it. We just need to come up with a quick consensus, since I didn't think of that earlier. I'm fine with the max damage and then add a die. That works for me. Sounds good to me. You want to do that? Sounds good. Okay. Everybody good? Perfect. And this is um, still a strength-based weapon, right? The Correct. Staff. I believe so. So 6 plus 5 is 11, and a plus 3 for my strength, so 14. 14. You dismount him from his horse, and you hear a crashing sound as he lands behind his horse on the ground. Does not look like he's going to be getting up anytime soon. 
All right, so Goran, they did roll better than you. Okay. So the one that was on Ulrich is not going to be attacking Ulrich. Uh, Hal, you are currently engaged with one on his horse as he's got a little uh, okay. short or a little sword that he's going to swing at you. Ooh. It does. Does a sixteen? Uh, oh, he with dodge. Uh, he has he rolls at disadvantage. It does not. That's right. Does a twelve hit? Too fast ah, for you. Very well. All right, Gorin. One charges up on his warhorse right towards you, swinging his sword. Okay. Does a thirteen hit? I have my shield in my hand. No. Perfect. Thirteen does not hit. Uh, Dutch, there is one coming at you. He has to make a will save, correct? A wisdom save, uh, DC 14. Wisdom save. Whew. Wrong game, Chris. Not a will save. <laughs> Different game. A two. So he has to pick a different target. So he's going to go after huh, Ulrich. Surprise. Does a 13 hit you? No, 14. Well, swing and a miss on all of them. So we're up to you, Goran. All right. Um, the one that attempted to attack me, I'm going to attack him right. back. Roll the hit. 16 is your target number. Okay. Well, that would be a 19. Perfect. D6 damage. Three points of damage. So back to the top, so we go back to Hal. Alright. I would like to blow a raspberry at this this rider, disengage, uh, bonus action disengage, okay. um, run up to the top of the hill, use my 30 feet, and then action dash to get the rest of the way to my gear. Okay. And I would like to just throw all my gear, like, grab all my gear, and, yeah, grab my gear. Perfect. Dutch, you're up. Okay. Um, how many are we looking at? How many uh, enemies are still out there? Uh, We've got three, three on us, but... Yep. Uh, several others that are throughout the area, but three that are immediately engaged with you guys. Okay. The, uh... Half ogre with the axe. Um, he's on the other side of the field currently. Okay, so he's more than a hundred feet. Yes. Well, then I will start breaking out the offense. All right. I will uh, cast sacred flame on one of the ones that are after Alwork. Okay. Uh, what sacred flame does is. It 60 foot range flame like radiance descends on a creature that you can see within range the target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d8 radiant damage perfect target gains no benefit from cover for this saving throw all right what's his target number uh, 14. well let's see a three plus a one is a four hey out of 14. Alright, so roll your damage. So he takes 5 points of damage. Okay. 
Perfect. He doesn't look happy about it. And I will move towards the rest of the group, try and help provide cover with him. Okay, perfect. Uh, Alric, it's your turn. One engaged with me though, right? Yep. Attack. I missed 13. All right. Uh, it is their turn. So let's see how smart the one is that was attacking Hal. Uh, he does not continue after you because you ran away. He sees another target, which he chooses Dutch. So he has to make that wisdom save. Oh. No, not, not anymore because I cast an offensive spell. Gotcha. All right. So he's going to roll to hit you. DC 17. Okay, so that means a 12 does not hit. Goran, the one that's on you. Okay. 17. Hits. All right. Woohoo! Two damage. Take that. Ulrich, the one that's on you. 16. You're good. Hit. Okay. For three damage. Goran, it's your turn. So I'm going to attempt to hit the guy again. Okay. Um, is he mounted? Yes, he's on a war horse. 18. That hits. For seven points of damage. That is just enough to take him off the horse. He falls to the ground with a sickening thud. It does not seem to be moving any longer. All right. Which way does the horse appear to be moving? Towards us still? or is... Directly away from you now. Okay. Good. All right. Uh, back to the top. Hal, you've regained your equipment. You're at the top of the hill. There are two bad guys engaged with your buddies. All right. I will draw an arrow, pull back, and I will try and shoot. Okay. Are you shooting right. the one that's now attacking Dutch or the one that's attacking Ulrich? Uh, Dutch. All right. Ulrich's got this. Fire away. Uh, that is a 25 to hit. That hits. And then that's... With my sneak attack damage, that is 15 damage. All right. The arrow sinks cleanly in his chest and he falls over backwards. We're back to Dutch. Okay, I will... There's one left on Ulrich. Uh, then I will cast the Sacred Flame on him again. It's a zero-level cantrip, so I can keep popping it one right after another. He needs to make ten. the dex. Nope, I rolled a ten. And he takes seven points of damage. Fire lights him up, and he falls off the horse. And the horse takes off running, because it's now on fire as well. It's not happy. But those four seem to be dispatched. I'll start making the move right towards the uh, larger group. And I think from now on, I'll just tell you guys that's enough damage to kill it and let you guys describe the final blow. 
I usually do that, and I just blanked on it right now. Don't ask me why. I'm old. <laughs> yes, RJ, you have a question. Yeah, did the Squire grab all of our everybody else's gear? Ah, yep. Yeah, okay. I was getting there. Sorry. So, as you prevail against those mounted guards, uh, Derek comes running down with your gear. Hey, here you go. And he drops it all in a pile because he's excited. And he draws his sword. You know, grab my stuff. Look for the next place that needs people need helping. Perfect. As you guys gather your stuff and you look up, you see the, the hulking figure of that half ogre. He is swinging his formidable battle axe as he's leading a band of uh, mercenaries through all this chaos. He cuts down the few remaining members of Volger's militia as he's drawing closer to you. So there's the half-ogre and four more mercenaries with him. And they are heading towards the top of the hill where the mayor and a few other, well, several other spectators are. I wish to cut them off. When the half-ogre is within 120 feet of me, I will be casting Guiding Bolt on him. Okay, well, let's roll up initiative again. Twenty-three. Mine went the other direction. Nine. Okay. I have a fifteen. Gorn has a ten. Okay. Ten. All right, Hal, you're up first. So they're heading towards you guys. I'm in a twenty-three. It's hard to beat that. Yeah. Um. So they're making their way towards us or towards the top of the hill. Uh, as you're looking, uh, the half-ogre, he smiles and he, he points towards your group. You hear him grumble, look here. We got some who think, still thinks they're in the game. And they are. Hello. And then I draw my bow and right. I shoot. Which one are you shooting at? The big guy. All right. 12 probably doesn't hit. Nope. 16 at him as well. Uh, bonus action, dodge. And then I'd like to use my movement, my move action, to uh, put myself more in the way, more between myself and the spectators. Okay. Not really closer to them, to the, the bad guys, but, you know. Gotcha. Alright, uh, next up we have Dutch. So you're going to do Guiding Bolt on him. Okay. Guiding Bolt. Uh, the descriptor is a flash of light streaks towards a creature of your choice within range. Make a range spell attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes 4d6 radiant damage, and the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage. So, oh, that's a 25. Uh, that definitely hits. He takes 12 points of damage. Okay. And for my move action, I will also move to get myself between the spectators and this group. Did you say he has advantage on his next attack, or somebody has it? No. Whoever, is, whoever has the next attack on him 
will have advantage. So I thought you said, I just want to make sure I understood it correctly. All right, uh, it is the half ogre's turn. He is going to go after. Yeah. Uh, he is going after you, Elric. Imagine that. Ooh, 18 hits you, correct? Oh, yeah. Four points of damage. As he rushes forward and smashes you with his battle axe. Goran, you're next. All right. Um, I drop my shield, grab the bow and the arrows, okay. um, and I'm going to attempt to hit the half-orc. Half-ogre. Half-ogre yep. with advantage. Yep. Don't you have something special with ogres? As a ranger, you have your favorite enemy against ogres. Yep. And that gives me... I was not expecting to run into ogres. Well, you picked the right bad guy. All right. Advantage. Yep. So... Do I get nope. double advantage? Okay. Well, anyhow, so yep. I, hit, I hit him with a 20... Definitely hits. Five, 26. Okay. 10 points of damage. All right. Uh, next up is Alric, because the other three rolled really bad. So the only one within range would be the ogre then? Well, I guess he's attacking me, so... Who's... Yeah, never mind. He's yeah, on top. Yeah, he's right there. <laughs> So I'm going to swing at him with the greatsword. And I missed. So I'm going to use my axe and surge, which allows me to take a whole nother round of actions. Okay. And swing again. All right. Fire away. And I missed again. Awesome. Three bad guys turn. Uh, first one, he saw what Hal did, the three guards that are with him. One of them. Rushes up on his horse to you. Ooh, that's a total of a 20. Sorry, 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 sorry. He has disadvantage because I dodged. Oh. Ooh, a 19 will still hit, though. Still so hits. Three points of damage. Uh, the second one charges you, Dutch, because you threw that bolt at him. 17 is my hit. 17 is hit. Perfect. Two points of damage. One goes up to you, Goran. Fifteen hit? Yes, since I do not have the shield up. Three points of damage. And the last one is going to go after... You, Dutch. And I'm sure a nine doesn't hit. We're back to the top. How? I will drop my bow, draw my rapier, and try and stab him. All right. This guy. Does a 17 hit? Yes. 16 is your target number again. Gotcha. Gotcha. That is going to be 10 piercing damage. He does not look very happy about that. All right, uh, bonus action, dodge. Perfect. Uh, Dutch, your turn. I've seen Halleric take a few hits, so I am going to disengage from my opponent, step back, and cast okay. Healing Word on Halleric. Okay. So that is 
Okay. Uh, disengage. Something special that happens with disengage. The disengage action, your movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks for the rest of the turn. I move back away from him. Just to remind you guys, I'll always ask that just in case anybody that's listening doesn't know the rules, so that way they can learn them. Right. And Ulrich, you regain eight hit points. Might take you back to full. Yeah, I'm full. Perfect. And it is the ogre's turn. You are now next to him as well. So he's got two targets. But he's going to stay with you. Uh, healing words. Oh, healing words ranged. Okay. I misunderstood. Yes. Yeah, it's oh. ranged. It doesn't matter. The dice yep. was... Nope. That's why I didn't want to do cure wounds, because I would have had to have been within touch. Right. He, he was going to stay mm-hmm. on you anyways, Ulrich, so... <laughs> Ooh. 17 again. Yep. Oops, not that one. This one. Four points of damage. Goran, your turn. All right. I am okay. going to disengage and shoot at the right. uh, half over. Uh, 3 action unless you can take it unless you have cunning okay. action. Okay. That's it's a full action to disengage. Yeah. It's All right. Full then action um, I am not going to do that then. Thank you for pointing that out. Um I um I'd be taking an attack of opportunity because somebody okay. is hand to hand with me yep. if I'm using a ranged weapon. Okay, that's still a thing. So I'm going to drop the bow and um uh grab the uh my Warhammer, and attack the guy in front of me. 16 is your target number. Okay. Uh, 16 it is. Seven, eight points of damage. He does not look happy either. And we are over to uh, Alaric. Attack the half-ogre again. Perfect. Uh, Natural 20. Apparently I only hit Really good. <laughs> All right. Roll your damage with your great okay, so sword now instead 2D6. of 2d6. So would that be 12 plus whatever I roll then? Sure. You're already at 12 plus your 2d6. Yep. So 12 plus 9 is 21 plus 3 is 24. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. You can describe how the half ogre so, meets his um, end. He's mounted, you said? Yes. Yes, they were all on four horses. As after whiffing and getting beat up here for a while there, I pull back. And as he's rushing at me, I take the swing and just straight through the stomach and literally, you know, as he falls over, I kind of swing him off of the weapon. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going all the way through a half ogre. <laughs> all right, the four guys that are left, um, one of them is still with you, Hal, barely. Nine does not hit. Uh, there were two on you, Dutch, but you disengaged, so uh, one of them reengages with you. Fifteen. Oh, that's a miss. The other one heads to you, Alaric. 
and eight misses. And the last one's on Gorin. A natural one. He swings his sword and it lands straight at your feet. And he looks confused as he no longer is holding a weapon. Hal, your turn. I'm going to try and poke this guy again. Sounds dirtier than you meant it, but go ahead. Yeah, it. That's a. That is a sixteen exactly. All right, roll your damage. All right, that's nine piercing damage. That's enough. What happens um, to him? What happens is I'm dancing around him. I kind of juke the horse out, get up on one side, pull him down from his horse, like grab his arm, pull him down. And as he falls to the ground, he kind of hits his head at a weird angle, and he just stops moving. Perfect. We go over to Dutch. Yeah, the, I've got the one that's in hand-to-hand -hand with me. Correct. So I will uh, take a swing right. at him. Roll it. And that is a eight, so I will miss. Okay. Goran. All right. With the one in front of me again, I swing the swing the warhammer. Do your worst. That's or best, edge. whichever you prefer. Uh, that would be a eleven. I miss. Just a bit outside, Alric. There's one in front of you. I swing the great sword, and I it's a twelve, so I missed. All right. So the one that's on Hal. Didn't I just 15? kill the one on me? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You were correct. The one on all of it, 15. <laughs> yes, that is. That's what I meant to say. Uh, two points of damage. The one on Dutch. Uh, three plus that misses still. The one on Goran. 17. For three points of damage. Hal, it's your turn. Alright, I'm going to sheath my rapier, pick up my bow, and shoot at who still has enemies on them? Everybody else but you. Okay, I will shoot at Dutch's. Gotcha. Uh, 15. Just Does missed. not hit. Alright. Uh, Dutch, your turn. Okay, I'll take another swing at him. Arrow flies past the guy you're fighting. Uh, nope, that's a 10. All right, Goran. All right, um, I'm going to stay within hand-to-hand uh, -hand with him, but I'm going to try and move around him. Um, so I am putting myself between him and one of the other targets, or one of the other okay. um, people. Uh, that is a 21. Roll your damage. Okay, that would Don't be low. Uh, a whopping six points of damage. That's enough. All right, so as I move, I swing down or across with the Warhammer. Um, he's, on, he's on a horse, right? Correct. Yes, okay. So miss hitting the horse, which is good. Hit him in the leg, and he crumples off to the side. And he again falls, uh, hits his head, and is no longer moving. Uh, Ulrich, your turn. Uh, swing at the guy on at me again. 
Is it going to be a miss or a 20? No, it's a 16, though. So it's a hit, right? That hits. <laughs> yep. 11. He is not very happy with you at all. And he is going to swing his sword back at you. 14. Are there more enemies beyond the ones that we're still fighting with? Uh, not that you can really tell. It, it seems that most of it has died died down, no pun intended. Right. So 14 hit you all, Rick? Correct. Okay. Yes. Three points of damage. And the other guy swings at you, Dutch, and misses. Hal, your turn. Going to try and shoot at the guy by Dutch once again. All right. Fire away. All right, there we go. Uh, 20... Five. Definitely hits. Eleven damage. Alright. Does not look happy. Alright. Touch. The one in front of you has been shot with an arrow. It's sticking out of his chest. He's bleeding profusely. What would you like to do? It's not what I would like to do, but I'm going to take a swing at him. Alright. You hit. Roll your damage. And he takes a whole whopping four points of damage. He only had one health left. <laughs> well, since I still only had the padded weapon, I hadn't, you know, recovered my mace. Uh, this uh, wooden staff catches him right on the hip and point of the saddle, and he kind of groans and grunt in the groin shot and uh, rolls off the horse to lay still. Perfect. Gorin, your turn. One left. Yep. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Did you have something else you wanted to do, Dutch? I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I, I wanted to move towards where any of the uh, uh, villagers had fallen, any of the town guard. Scattered all over, so you can head towards the nearest one. Well, I want a group of them, as, as many of them as I can, within a 60-foot range. Okay. You can find that pretty easy. So, Goran, what would you like to do? One left? Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, so drop the Warhammer, drop the shield, pick up the bow, and shoot it. There's one left that we know of. Okay. I feel like Goran's in a video game. Weapons. Switch. Switch, switch, switch. That's right. <laughs> switch, yeah. yeah. Welcome to 5th edition. Um, all right, so that is a, a 23. Roll your damage. For a whopping 4 points of damage. Awesome. That's enough. Okay. So the arrow takes him right to the back of the neck. You see his head drop to the side, and he falls to the ground. Excellent. The four that were engaged, or the five that were engaged with you, are now dispatched. Um, okay. So Dutch, you can find a, a group of the militia that were moving forward. Right. Uh, I want to find as many of them that are within thirty feet. Okay. A thirty-foot area of me. Okay. And I will any of them that are down but not dead. I will. Uh, Use my channel divinity to preserve life. Okay. As an action, I can restore 
10 hit points, choose any creatures within 30 feet of me and divide those 10 hit points among them. Okay. So essentially you get one point, you get one point, you get one point until, you know, we've expended all of them and, you know, saved as many of the militia as I can. All right. Did, um, the mayor or you got cudgel get hit? I'll get there. Okay. Um, I rolled a D10. I rolled a 10. So you have 10 villagers that you can tell that your your spell has affected. As you're doing that, you guys look around the field and you see Cudgel, uh, the mayor, and Becklin come charging towards the remaining mercenaries with several uh, burly-looking spectators that have all picked up clubs and are all screaming, you know, for vulgar, and they chase off the remaining few mercenaries and as that's happening Ulrich you, you feel a, a tap on your shoulder turn around very ready to hit somebody because <laughs> I'm fighting <laughs> <laughs> you spin around you see Squire Derrick oh, yeah, well, um, I, I, I uh, and he's pointing behind him and you see it there's a his sword is in, is embedded in the chest of a horse i uh i got one what, what do we what do we do with him he's under the horse i mean i i got the horse not him so anyways let's go try to restrain him and find out who they're with or what what happened to you he is pinned under the horse screaming because his leg is there he can't get out from underneath the horse um, you can easily subdue him get him in some sort of ropes and bindings is the horse dead yes okay yes. and the war horses that were there since there's nobody guiding them and there's you know weapons and stuff being swung they have moved away from you guys uh, there a few villagers are trying to corral them but not having a ton of luck because a lot of the villagers are either hurt or pretty scared right now. Um, you see Cudgel, the mayor, and Captain Beckland are pushing off any of the remaining mercenaries. And you guys can see Cudgel. She is livid. You can hear her screaming across the field. Why? You know, why would my men do this? This doesn't make any sense. And she looks over at the half-ogre. Why? Why? Why would Gregonis do this? He was my lieutenant. She gets off her horse and viciously kicks him several times. You traitorous scum. And then you see her and the mayor and Captain Becklin. They group together and they begin talking. And after a little while, you can see that Cudgel and calms down. The mayor seems to calm down, and Becklin seems to be organizing with the remaining militia and other villagers to help pick up what's going on on the field and try to save as many people as they can. While that's going on, I would continue going around to all the downed people mm -hmm. and using the zero-level 
level cantrip spare the dying mm -hmm. you touch a living creature that has zero hit points that creature becomes stable it keeps them from having to do death saving throws and gives them a chance to no, I was going to say, I'm going to help um, tend to the, the wounded as well, making medicine checks um, using my herbalist background. Anybody can make a DC 12 medicine check to keep a, a character from dying, or a villager from dying, I mean. And if you restore even one hit point to them, you keep them from dying. Okay. Uh, I'll keep it easy for myself. Um, if you guys spend you know, a couple rounds doing that, you're able to help about 23, 24 villagers uh, in addition to what Dutch was doing uh, throughout this. And keep in mind, there was only probably 50 or 60 militia. This isn't a big militia. So you help about half of them. And after all the wounded are tended, the Mayor Raven and Captain Becklin, they urge all the villagers to return back to Vogler so they can organize a proper response. Uh, the Mayor Raven and Becklin are busy getting all that done. And uh, Derek comes over to you guys after a few minutes. Um, could you uh, grab him and bring him back to the keep? where we will, uh, I guess, figure out what to do. Yep, I can do that. Th thank you. He looks a little shell-shocked. I think this is a perfect spot to stop for the night. Um, since you guys have finished the battle at High Hill, uh, before the next game session, uh, please advance your characters up to level 3. And I actually changed this battle a little bit. I made the ogre tougher because originally he's supposed to just be a guard with 11 whole hit points. But to me, a lieutenant should be a little stronger than that. But I took out, they have uh, random events that can happen every time the initiative gets to zero. I took those out because I was like, I figured I'd balance it out by making him a little tougher, but taking out, you know, things like a, a rain of arrows falls on you guys, make a deck save or take three damage. I just seem that seem more appropriate to it to me. Saying that mostly for anybody that has the book, reading it, going, "Hey, wait a minute, he forgot that." Nope, changed it because to me it made better sense. So finally got to some real combat. I definitely enjoyed the role playing. I'm glad you guys caught on to the heckler. That was kind of fun. I like kind of doing that. I don't want to interrupt your guys' speeches like a heckler really would, but I think that we managed to make that work either way so had you done that there would have been a more more immediate response i think <laughs> it, it says in here to not shed blood but anybody that confronts him he's not the most brave guy you just have to make that dc whatever 12 intimidation check or persuasion check and he'll run away so awesome well thank you guys for playing uh we're gonna wrap it up for the night I'm hoping anybody that listens to this is enjoying it. Hit us up on Discord. Let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, let me know if you can tell where I've changed some things and tweaked some things. Uh, otherwise, I can be found on Twitter at Burlu underscore Chris. I know the rest of you guys don't. 
do the social media stuff. But you guys are on our Discord channel, uh, which if anybody wants to be on the Discord channel, just shoot uh, us a message. Uh, you can hit uh, Michael up at pretty much uh, all social media at the RPG Academy. Uh, the Discord, we set it up to be invite only because at one time we had it open to the public and we got several people trying to sell us uh, shoes and uh, different outfits and we just want to keep it a pretty open social place. Uh, I will say it's one of my favorite places on the internet because you have a bunch of people like us that just like to talk about nerdy stuff and it's a lot of fun. So um, with that, wrap it up tonight by, uh, you know, saying what we always say at the RPG Academy. If you're having fun, you're, you're doing, doing it right. right. Awesome. Awkward wave out as I hit the button. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Good night. Party on. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash therpgacademy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash therpgacademy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.